0: Good day. You are tuned into Free City Radio. Uh, Thanks for being with us. Uh, Today on the program, uh, we are going to be looking at Amazon. This is the 74th edition. I'm your host in Montreal, Stefan Christophe. A series of interviews that I've been working on uh, here on Free City Radio has been to look at the ways that uh, people are organizing for workplace justice within the context of Amazon. I spoke with Jonathan Jack who is an organizer in Queens, uh, an Amazon worker. He's part of a network called Amazonians United. And Jonathan actually led a successful workplace walkout uh, to draw attention to uh, the workplace conditions within Amazon and was involved in the campaign, a successful campaign, against the creation of Amazon H2Q which was a um, corporate um, headquarters for Amazon that was going to be built in Queens. Uh, there was a lot of very important critiques of this project, uh, particularly around the ways it would contribute to gentrification within West Queens, uh, raising rents and totally changing the neighborhood dynamic. That project was struck down. At the same time, there's been a proliferation of warehouses within the New York City area I'm doing these interviews with people who've been actively engaged with um, questions around workplace justice uh, within Amazon and also the broader social, economic and political implications for Amazon and what it says about our collective future. Um, so I worked on this series in collaboration with the McGill Corporate Accountability Project. and. I had the opportunity to speak with Jonathan Bailey in Queens, uh, so here's our conversation. I'm joined by Jonathan Bailey uh, in New York, uh, who has been involved in a lot of different organizing fronts um, in Queens. One of them has been about gentrification and public housing. Amazon Corporations moves to build uh, H2Q, Q, uh, huge headquarters, distribution center, many other wings of the Amazon empire were going to be set up in Queens, that was blocked. And uh, Jonathan and many others were involved in that. And given Amazon's been opening up so many warehouse centers and distribution centers in uh, Montreal and in in Canada more broadly, I thought it'd be great to uh, hear directly from um, an organizer and community activist, uh, Amazon worker, and also someone who was being... Has been involved in Amazonians United Project, which is uh, affiliated uh, with organizing efforts all around the country, from what I understand. So, well, anyways, that's the intro. But thanks, thanks for t- for taking the time to speak today. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's good to be here.
0: Right on. Um, well, thanks again. Um, so, I guess just maybe first to start, perhaps that's a connection that a lot of people might not make. Quick. So gentrification, public housing, Amazons and Amazon and Queens, how how was that all connected in, in, in the work that you were doing?
1: Um yeah, totally. Um, well, so uh Amazon announced that they are trying to place um, a headquarters uh here in Western Queens, um, you know, in, in Long Island City. And um you know, re- really quickly, like, a lot of us recognized, um, and, and were already familiar with how uh, Amazon's, um, like, you know, the way that it, as, like, an entity behaved in Seattle, and how that created, um, you know, a, a huge, like, housing crisis there, um, how, like, Amazon existed as an engine of gentrification out there, um, but also, like, how Amazon also would be involved with, like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, other, like, really intense, crazy things that we've seen Amazon start to do. So, like, um, you know, they passed uh, uh, a tax that was really targeted towards Amazon to, like, help with the homelessness crisis. Um, And after the city council passed it, amazon uh launched a campaign to like overturn this democratically passed bill um and uh they were able to put enough weight behind it that it scared enough of the city council to to turn over you know so
0: like that's in seattle
1: yeah yeah so we could see like we could see them uh behaving as both like an engine of gentrification um and also like uh, a political actor that would do everything it could to prevent us from like fighting for people's basic needs. So, um, Amazon, you know, presented itself as, as like dangerous, like right away, you know, for, for any of us who are really paying attention, um, uh, for, for me, in particular,ly I actually live in the, the city council district, um, the New York City Council district that Amazon um, was going to be coming to, um, and my uh, current city council member was was uh, one of the one of the politicians that signed on to uh, this this letter asking Amazon um to to come here but then like you know th- that one that like was signed by like many like many New York City uh uh politicians and New York state politicians it was a lot of them really in on it but also um wrote like an additional extra one like to really drive the point like come here to this area and the reason why um the effort to like what like the push was to come specifically to Western Queens, is that um, Queens is one of the most rapidly gentrifying places um, on planet Earth. Um, but uh, there's there's kind of a problem. There's all of these buildings that have gone up, but there's so many of them that are sitting empty, right? Um, and so, um, what a lot of the real estate developers recognized was that they could use uh amazon hq2 as a gentrification engine right so what what one of the things that's particularly interesting about um amazon headquarters is that uh you know the like developers and like other like tech employees Uh, spend like an average of like around a year there right Mm -hmm. so um and amazon pulls in workers from all over the world right so these real estate developers recognize that if they could get an amazon hq2 in their area they could get all of these highly paid like young adults who are willing to pay these like you know $3,500 $3,500 rents for a one-bedroom apartment. Um, and uh, and, and with, with Amazon HQ2's help, you know, fill up their, their buildings, right? And, and they know since, oh, well, since uh, developers, like, stay there for, you know, an average of a year, they they understood that, okay, Amazon is going to be pulling in these people from all over the world. And then they're going to be just kind of, like, spitting them out, right? So, like, you know, hopefully pivoting into, like, you know, new, like, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors, but still bringing in thousands of these, like, six-figure, you know, young adult, like, workers uh, every year, you know, and, and really, like, over the process of really, I mean, they could... It would only take a, you know, a few years uh, for for that process to have a really intense effect on us. Um, but that 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 was the the plan um, in order to gentrify Western Queens, use Amazon HQ two as a gentrification engine, pulling in young tech workers who mm-hmm. will pay these three thousand five hundred dollar a month rents for these apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, And by that, uh, you know, fill all of these empty buildings to be able to, um, you know, generate a a higher profit margin. Of course, the the big problem is that they're not just going to move into these, like, empty, you know, soulless, (laughs) like, skyscrapers, right? You know, they're going to be moving in to, like, Sunnyside and Woodside and Jackson Heights, you know? You're going to have, like uh like people moving into these like working class neighborhoods competing with people who um you know are not are not paid six figures uh, and and to have like families to take care of um and so you know even just the announcement of Amazon HQ2 rose some of our rents um you know i i like my my partner and i we knew that if we weren't fighting it like mm-hmm. We wouldn't be able to stay here very long. Wow. Um, so, yeah that that was that was uh, my my assessment of the situation, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 impetus for um, bringing Amazon HQ to here, and um, you know j- just how how it would re- how it would affect all of us.
0: Often uh, in thinking about the um, ways that corporations like Amazon create economic violence, um, that sort of connection between like a company like Amazon and uh, the condo market and, and, and gentrification um, is so important to make. Um, but just like on, you know, when you're talking about Jackson Heights, when you're talking about Western Queens, when you're talking about gentrification, like, there's the effects of what that means for families, right? Like, and, and, you know, like here in Montreal, you know, we've seen like, for example, like a huge debate around like a university that's opening a campus in like a working class immigrant neighborhood called park extension, you know, and um, you know, and, and many other examples, it's not obviously in so many cities, but yeah, I'm just wondering if you could detail a bit more, because that connection that you've pointed to is so important, um, but just how that actually translates to violence. And in, in this case, it seems like I, I'm, 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 I'm highlighting this also just in the sense that like often Amazon and Bezos, et cetera, are sort of like talked about almost in this sort of that they're liberal you know, like in a cultural sense, like the way that these figures are talked about in the media, but they're not often really tied to economic violence. We know about the workplace con- conditions, and I want to talk to you about that. But just the economic violence of gentrification and what that means in your neighborhood or what that could have meant with H2Q, but also what it means tangibly. Thank you.
1: Um, yeah, I-, I mean, honestly, like Amazon affects people in a lot of uh uh, less than less than fortunate ways. Um, uh you know, digging into like, like I, I don't know, like contributions to gentrification or homelessness is just like, I, I mean that that's a piece of it, and like we can talk about how like how bad like you know, um, homelessness and like you know, uh, displacement, you know, it is. I, I mean. Good goodness gracious I mean I've been a a part of like been a part of housing I, 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 yeah, I've been a part of a housing march out here where like the night we were marching somebody uh, like here in in western Queens like froze to death um like we we have like you know like any any place we have like real issues around like uh, housing and homelessness. And, you know, like you can measure it in like uh, not just like the quality life, but like, you know, you can you can measure it in the mortality rate, you know. Um, But, uh, you know, I I think like where I I think like the stuff that's like, um, you know, where Amazon really shows its uh, like disdain for people is in the way it, um, you know, kind of has like blended uh, the way in which Amazon like treats workers and also like supplies all of these like um, like pieces of infrastructure for uh, for like policing for 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 ICE um, and uh, you know how how that like. Kind of how the treatment of the people, um, and like treatment of like workers, just kind of has like fused into like a single thing for it. Um, I think that that it like if you you know like seeing seeing like uh, uh, exactly like Amazon's like disdain for people. I, I think that that's kind of that's kind of where to dig into.
0: Thanks for that. Uh, the campaign in New York. In queens against h2q was successful we did hear about that um that didn't happen just by miracle (laughs) there's a lot of organizing if you could share a little bit about what that what that was and how that went be really appreciated given all the centers that are opening uh, amazon spots opening up here
1: yeah um so there's like a few things um like first people should know and understand that um, uh amazon hq2 we, we were able to like uh like um you know do something about that like actually participate in that
0: um uh, uh, uh,
1: amazon warehouse workers circadian rhythm here um, <laughs> um, uh, we we were able to to do something about amazon hq2 but um you know uh, like it or not um and and like I I think it should be clear like actually first before I like dig into more of this like it should be clear that I really like so much about what Amazon is like Amazon is actually really like cool as like a a phenomenon you know um like the, the process of fortification like the you know the these like awesome like management like systems that were introduced with the assembly line um uh and just what that meant for for humanity is was, was like great and like now we're seeing that same process being done with the process of like purchasing things uh and getting them to people so like never before we ha- have we had like a a better map of what human beings need, what human beings want and how to get it to them. <laughs> and, and that's, that's incredible. Like it really is like a, a historical transit uh, transition for like us as a species, which is, is cool. And I'm like stoked to be a part of it. It's just that um, uh, you know, it, it, the, the way in which it's being done and the inequities that are be, being created as we go through this process are, like, truly terrible, you know? So, like, uh, you know, people people will ask me, like, you know, how can you, uh, you know, how, how have you done so much to, like, um, oppose, like, Amazon's operations and at the same time, like, work there? Um, uh, like, you know, how do you reconcile that? I, I, I'd say, like, there's a lot of really cool stuff that we do. It's just, the way that we go about interacting with the world is is not in a way that I, I prefer. Um, and so I do everything that I can to, ch- to, to, change that. Um, but I, I'm sorry. I, 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 you know, I like digress a little bit. What, what people need to understand about Amazon HQ two versus the warehouse is, is that, um, you know, here in New York, we could do something about Amazon HQ two, but like warehouses, the largest, expansion of a of a warehouse network i think within the u.s in the past uh two years is like i think here in new york by amazon i am I'm, I'm pretty sure you know maybe don't quote me on that but um uh amazon is like exploded in a presence here in new york city um uh building warehouses all over the area um you know to the point where there's like you know plenty of uh of, of like overlap in all of the spaces and that we we serve um so like fighting fighting um like the construction of warehouses will be probably something like if it's anything like how new york has been um new york has like kept walmart out uh new york has done a lot to keep um uh target out or slow targets like progression you know because there's like just so many small businesses here that are would, would, you know would be like destroyed by like a Walmart and are affected deeply by like Target, um, you know Amazon has been able to just roll in. Um, it, it it it's like I don't think there really ever even was a fight. Like it, it like Amazon warehouses just like they just popped up. Um, and, like, I, I think that that's probably a lot because of, like, how it fits into the retail space and how, like, some of the, um, you know, like, how, how um, like, property law works here in New York. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's important that if anybody, like, understands, like, if anybody's, like, targeting um, a warehouse, like, construction and they're trying to, like, insert themselves there because they think, Where an amazon warehouse is going is is going to hurt people like it's a very different fight than or at least for us it was a very very different type of fight than the headquarters
0: in a lot of ways because of the the demographics of who would be employed at a headquarters versus a warehouse
1: yeah i mean there's that but so amazon with its warehouses it targets uh, like neighborhoods where there's like working class and like you know um, like like you know where there's like a lot more poverty. Like it, it, if you look here in in Western Queens, you can see that you know warehouses have been like put by um, by like public housing, right? You know, I mean, there's not like a, a ton of like like, you know, Western Queens isn't the spot where there's, like, particularly lots of, like, Black folks specifically, but there is, like, you know, a lot of us um, that do live in Western Queens, like, we're in, um, uh, like, public housing, you know? If you you look just, like, at a a demographics map, you can see that, like, most folks, most, like, working-class Black folks in Western Queens (laughs) are, uh, in public housing and Amazon, you know, the first, uh, warehouse went up by like, you know, woods in Woodside, um, you know, not too far away from like Woodside houses. And the, the second one went up right between Queensbridge, uh, which is the largest public housing development in the U S and, um, and Ravenswood, uh, which is, you know, not too far down the street. Um, so like, and, and if you look at in like really honestly all over, like, you know, um, the, the, um, warehouse where there's also been like a lot of like, um, like activity as far as like worker struggles, uh, you know, like with the Awood center, um, out in Minnesota, um, like it's, you know, it's like built around, uh, a, a Somali immigrant community. And so it's like, you can find like, Amazon putting in its warehouses in like places that are, you know, most easily accessible also to like, um, you know, it, like it, it, like Amazon has like a clear plan for like, who's working at Amazon warehouses. And I mean, the way that our, our society function of, uh, functions of course is, is, you know, bolsters that, but, um, Uh, it's, it's just a very different kind of way in which Amazon relates to, um, to, to warehouse workers than, than, um, than like the, than the developers, you know, but a a lot of the same stuff, you know, like, um, you know, intense, like pressures at work result in people like leaving really quickly. Um, Amazon likes to keep a, a a pretty regularly cycling, um, Uh, workforce, you know, because of, of course, how that, that affects people's ability to come together and fight for better conditions.
0: So given the sort of, thank you for the nuance around the different uh, uh, Amazon um, spaces of work and, um, the difference between H2Q and the warehouses is so important. Um, thanks for sharing uh, some specifics on that yeah um, <laughs> I guess I guess like I one question I would have for you then could be you know just sort of in the vibe of our conversation um, what are a few like questions that you feel should be asked more about Amazon that you feel maybe, aren't being asked within like the mainstream discussion about Amazon. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about innovation. There's a lot of talk about, you know, some some of the benefits of, you know, distribution networks. Um, but what are some of the, you know, there was huge questions asked of telecom at a certain point in, in time or, you know, big tobacco or, you know, the questions around like, Bank mergers or the automobile industry. What are the questions that we're missing today that that w- we would benefit collectively from addressing?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, actually, that's the first time I think that I've been that that's definitely the first time that I've been asked that question. Um, and, and I think it it's more important with um, the way that we talk about Amazon than we talk about any other like uh, that we've talked about any other company or industry within our history. Um, I, I think that like people really have to be like asking what Amazon like means for our future as, as humanity, like what it means for the way that resources are moved from uh, one point, um, you know, on, on the, the face of our, our planet to another like what communities um, are like being leveraged for like labor of creating those goods uh, for like um, and moving those goods, like doing the logistics work and like, you know, where a lot of like that value ends up actually like landing what neighborhoods um, like, this is, I think really important to understanding the um, both like colonialism as it exists now, but also the future of colonialism. Um, I think that people need to be asking about like Amazon's use of technology. Um, you know, uh, it, it was a, a CIA chief that said that, uh, that he, he didn't, he'd never seen uh, a more close relationship between government and the private sector than like the US government and Amazon. Um, you know, uh, I, I think it was a, a, an, like a ICE chief that like, or, or no, um, a, um, um, a Department of Homeland Security chief that said that there wasn't one since, uh, since World War II Um, Amazon hired the NSA chief that oversees, like that oversaw Edward Snowden, um, you know, and has like, you know, continues to, to create, um, like monitoring tools to, um, observe workers and like see the way that we, uh, come together to fight. Um, that's not unlike the, you know, not particularly unlike technology that uh, like police departments seek to, to monitor people Um, and like understanding this kind of like complete blend between like the, the policing of people of working people outside of warehouses, outside of workplaces, I should say. um, And how that like is also like, you know, being uh, like brought in and, uh you know it is like you know ha- how that is also resulting in that same type of policing and monitoring of people inside workplaces it, it says something very bleak I think about the the future of, of labor um you know for people um I, I think that people like need to be talking about um like here, this is still something that we really don't dig into, uh, like, like these very old kind of, let's say legacy labor relations, uh, for the U S um, you know, my, uh, my, my, uh, grandmother was like born on the, the same like plantation that, you know, my ancestors were like enslaved on. Right. And, um, you know, my my great grandmother, um, you know, worked um, on worked on that plantation. That like, you know, that uh, like these 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 a lot of. And I've noticed I've noticed a lot of like similarities um, between like early, uh, we'll say, early labor relations <laughs> and those now, right? Um, you know, the the connection between um, government. Um, like supplying like training and like the the militant capacities right to over you know and then those like people after like receiving like policing training or like military training then like you know also like that that knowledge being leveraged against um, like plantation workers like for me when I look at Amazon and the way that it's like integrating like uh, policing operations out Outside of workplaces, uh, into the way that it treats like its workforce, I-, I see like those those very old labor relations that have always existed here, in the in the U.S. Um, so so for for example, after a, a walkout that I led, like then I-, I wasn't just like in like uh interrogated by management afterwards. Like yeah, you know, I had somebody who like stopped me in the same way that, like, police, like, you know, police detain people. Um, and after moving me into, like, this, like, you know, side room, like, introduced himself as, like, an ex-FBI officer of 25 years, and then, like, you know, launched into, like, a, you know, like, a, a police-style interrogation. And, like, that type of, like, that type of, like, treatment is, like, something that we ex- we generally expect people, who are suspected of crimes like being like treated that way and like if people who are like just fighting for better conditions for like you know like for for us we 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 walked out because like people are getting sick and we didn't have uh any any ppe or like anything to like you know prevent people from from getting ill and especially at that time we're like you know we're, we're still not sure exactly the, the, you know, how how deadly like COVID is at that time, you know, and if like fighting for your safety results in these, like in, in the workplace, if fighting for your safety, you know, results in policing, um, like, what does that say about our future and the future of, of, of for working people? That's, That's, uh, I think that that's extremely disappointing and worrisome. And when you see that Amazon increasingly develops the capacity to overturn uh, sentiments of like liberal democracies, uh, whether that be at the level of Seattle City Council or like, you know, I I think like France tried to put a tax on Amazon and Amazon turned around and said, no, we're going to put a tax on you, France. Like, I mean, like Amazon's like developing the abilities that we used to think were just reserved for liberal democracies. So, like, um, that's that should be concerning to people. Um, and uh, if um, if we're going to be asking questions, yeah, I think I think that some of those questions are a good place to start.
0: Thanks, Jonathan, for talking today. Yeah, absolutely really appreciate it. That was a conversation with Jonathan Bailey. Who is a community activist and member of Amazonians United which is uh, a network of Amazon workers uh, not just in New York City but throughout the U.S. um, who are organizing for workplace justice in the context of Amazon and uh, drawing attention to uh, labor practices within the context of Amazon. Uh, Of course a huge corporation that has grown exponentially within the context of the pandemic Um, I've been recording this series of interviews with people who've been directly involved in organizing for uh, justice within the context of uh, Amazon workplaces. Because there's been a growth of Amazon warehouses here in Montreal, organizations like the Immigrant Workers' Centre have been making efforts to uh, address uh, workplace injustices. Um, I'd encourage people to look up an article by community organizer and PhD student Mustafa Hanawi that was published in The Breach, um, The Breach Media, uh, about his experience working for one month at Amazon. So um, thank you to Jonathan Bailey for being part of Free City Radio. Uh, this has been the 74th edition. Uh, We are, of course, a podcast, but also a community radio show, and we broadcast um, every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on CKUT, People Powered Radio in Montreal. Uh, Look us up online through Apple Podcasts or beyond, Free City Radio. I'm your host, Stefan Christoph in Montreal. I'm going to go to a piece of music by Sarate Kowar Bol, which is featuring. Z. Ahmed and Aditya Prakash, a beautiful track I heard first on Radio Hara in Palestine. So, talk to you soon and take care.
2: I'm running, running like thoughts. Running from thoughts Rattling from the constant battling Broken pieces, floating tokens Token gestures Token jester Open sesame, Alibaba 40 thieves, 40 grievances Nothing to pledge allegiance with Trapped in a box, ballerina chopped off a subhanga man, dance monkey dance to the music of the snake charmer. I am karma, I am karma sutra. I am neither honey, honey, hoye nor tea, I'm under yet the touch your gap, yeah, you said you were lost, I hope you found yourself, I'm slumdog, millionaire, downward dog, eight-headed god, I'm Shiva, Al Qaeda, I'm auditioning for the role of terrorist one, yeah I can do that in an Arabic accent, I'm Ganges, I'm Gandhi, I am five pillars I am sinner I am cinnamon I am cardamom I am not invited to the houses of parliament I'm sharif, don't like it Rock the casbah, stop the fatwa Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar La ilaha illallah I am England I am England shirt made in Bangladesh I am Brick Lane I'm Curry House of the Year 2005. I'm Rogan Josh. I'm so damn lost. I'm so damn lost.